The Marriage Project is a community organization that exists to educate a future generation while encouraging and inspiring hope for this one through the portrait of God's design for marriage. It is a collective of stories from couples spanning across the nation and globe to share with you the hope they have found in Jesus. This is a one-stop shop to hear how God has impacted each life here and to shine light and shed light on what our part is in his plan. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage Project Podcast. It's November. Hope you guys are all doing well. This is going to be such a great episode. We have Chris and Jenny Graby on the podcast today. Chris and Jenny are the co-hosts of the Rhythm of Us podcast, where they interview guests about living a life of faith and keys to marriage. They've had on guests like Lisa Bevere, Max Lucato, Jeremy and Addie Camp, just to name a few. And they are the authors of the Rhythm of Us, Create the Thriving Marriage You Long For, which is available for purchase November 16th. And in this book, they just share some of the core rhythms that are key for every healthy marriage. And they live in Franklin, Tennessee with their five children. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. It's yeah, let's an honor. do this. We're yeah. going to have some fun. <laughs> I hope I, there's so much more to say about you guys, but I know it's going to be unpacked in your answers. So I just want to dive in, hear your guys' story of how you met. I love to ask that question. And so where do you guys begin dating and how you guys met? You want to start it? <laughs> I ordered her off the internet. Thank you. Was, <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, not true, not true not at true. all. I was going to say, married seventeen years—that's like today's stories. But you guys probably have a legit. Yeah. There was no story. apps. There was no apps for that when there we were. No apps. We were before our five kids, and <laughs> yeah, we were just old school. We just beat a person, and you say, yeah. "Hey, I think you're pretty right? great." So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you know, Weird. the funniest thing is, um, Jenny and I were both at the age of 21. We were both on our own personal journey towards Jesus. We really just had kind of both had our minds blown by him, his love, his experience. And just, you know, we're encountering him in such a big way, you know, with really walking a life that wasn't focused on him before that. So we both had that on our own. Mm-hmm. And then we met each other literally right after that happened. Mm-hmm. So we both had kind of swore off dating and we're just like, we're going to just date Jesus and <laughs> you know, the whole thing. And so, but one day at church, you know, the whole turnaround, greet your neighbor. And there she was sitting right behind mm-hmm. me with the light shining on her. I don't know if the production <laughs> team knew what they needed to do, but it was like the halo, the lights, it was this gorgeous blonde. And, uh, you know, obviously I'd sworn off dating and I started to change my mind pretty quickly, but, <laughs> but no, but you know, at that moment it was just, we, we met each other and, uh, just became friends and we kind of all hung out in a big friend group and, and then God started to do what he, what he does best from there. We had no idea the road that God was going to bring us down, but we ended up being local church pastors for over 10 years. And so every single weekend for those 10 years, Chris said, turn around and greet your neighbor. Um, and, that was exactly how God brought us together. So it was yeah. just pretty funny. And I'd let them know, look, there's an asterisk. Look, for anybody <laughs> listening out there that may be single, the, the best way to find a wife, I mean, it worked yeah. for us. Yeah. I mean, maybe go strategically sit yourself Never in front of someone. Like, oh, hey, we're <laughs> greeting my neighbor. Did you want to go on a date or get married? You know? My pastor is back in the day. He had said that he was like, okay, I don't, I think he was talking about marriage. He's like, all you singles raise your hand. He's like, now everyone look around the room. So he did everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The service there. But um, that's great. So that is 
the best place to meet somebody. And I love that you guys were friends first because I feel like you can be just your authentic self in front of each other, you know, um, seeing all sides. And it's just not the pressure of that one-on-one at first. You have that friend group surrounding you. So was that in Tennessee? Are you guys born and raised Tennessee or where are you guys from? We did meet in here in Nashville where we live now. Um, But I grew up in Texas. um, I'm Texan. And um, I was here in Nashville going to college at Belmont University. And I'm I'm from Indiana originally, from the cornfields. And I thought <laughs> I should go get a Texas girl in Tennessee. So I, I just went for it and it all worked out. No, I mean, I, you know, for me, it was like I was doing entertainment. It was very much she was like doing the right thing, going to college. And I was like, <laughs> let's go travel the world. And, and then. Then we met. Yeah, it was great. Yes. We met. Oh, that's so great. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. I can't wait to dive into um, your book. So you guys have written this book together. Yes. And you say in the book, our rhythms determine our future. So can you begin to unpack for us what that means and what this book is about and its purpose? Sure. So the book is called The Rhythm of Us. Um, and like you said, the idea is whether we realize it or not, we actually all have a rhythm of us, these habits that fill our lives on a daily and weekly basis. And um, whether we realize it or not, they are shaping us to become a a certain kind of couple. Um, And so this book is really about looking at what what is the rhythm of us? What are those habits that we're saying yes to every day that are taking us somewhere? And do we like where they're taking us? Do we like the couple that it's shaping us to become. And so um, that's kind of the the idea of the book. And it's based around when we looked at our marriage and in the marriages around us that we admired most, there were kind of these five um, common denominators that we saw in those marriages that we admired. Um, and so the book is based around these five rhythms that um, we've seen to be be true of the couples in our lives that have a lot of fruit and that have somehow managed to still be wildly in love after decades of marriage. And that's the kind of marriage that we want. That's the kind of couple we want to become. So that's kind of the idea behind the book. How is it writing one together? Did you guys, like, practically speaking, how did you get, did you guys <laughs> sit together to do it? Or was it just chapter by chapter? How is, the, I guess, how is the book structured? You know, it's so funny that this is like, this is a question we get all the time. Yeah. People are like, how did you guys do, especially for married couples that go like, look, we're, we're just trying to figure out how to make dinner together. <laughs> how in the world did you guys write a book? And so, you know, I think, you know, we both bring our strengths and weaknesses to the process. And I think that was the coolest part, just like we do in our marriage, mm-hmm. we, we get yeah. to kind of walk together. And so I think, it, you know, at first it was like, what about this? What about this? And you try a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, we landed on this place where the, the format kind of rolled because, you know, people are like, well, did you write a chapter? And then you write a chapter. And I think you know, we both had something to say from a, two different perspectives, male, female, wiring, personality types, all of that on a particular topic. So it was like, well, I, I don't want to not be a part of that that chapter. You know, you may you may have more insights or knowledge and I may have a story to add. But so we kind of just throughout the we would break up chapters. And so some will have more of me, some will have more of Jenny. But it was a I don't know, it was, it was really, really fun. 
Yeah, we, you know, like you mentioned, we work together on a podcast and that's kind of how we have found the rhythm that works best for us. I'm kind of the serious one. Like I like to find the truth and the facts and focus on, you know, all the all the practical things that we can apply to our lives. And Chris is so great at bringing the comedy and thinking about the people listening and adding, you know, the fun to it. So we kind of did that in the book as well. I dove into the research of it and sitting with couples and learning. I, I loved all of that. And he was so good to add a little humor and story here and there. Um, so we kind of did that throughout each chapter together. She's the cute, serious one. <laughs> She's not just serious. She's the really cute, serious one of, of the two of us. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and it said that in the bio, it said that you guys use practical guidance with biblical wisdom and you shared the personal anecdotes. So you guys are letting people into your marriage. You're telling personal stories along with pointing to scripture. For sure. For oh, sure. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, So, okay, you mentioned the five marriages that were around you. Is this the conversations with the mentors that you have had, um, the important figures in your guys' lives over the 17 years of your marriage? And you said that you had learned a few key lessons from them. So what were those things that you admired or just the key lessons that you've observed or taken from those mentors? Yeah, it was a lot of mentors. Uh, We came up with five rhythms, but it was um, definitely more than five mentor couples. And this looked like a lot of different things. The couples that that we admire most, everybody has them, right? You can look in your life at your community and and we all have those couples that when we encounter them, somehow something about them stops us in our tracks because, you know, it's really rare to see that. So when you, when you see someone who's been married for decades and gone through all kinds of ups and downs in their marriage and somehow they still love God and they're still madly in love with each other, it's amazing. And I've always been kind of an obsessive observer of people, you know, and especially when I see people thriving, couples thriving, I want to know what they're doing. What are the habits that are shaping them? Um, So this was such a dream to be able to actually have a project where we get to study couples and then put the best of their lives into a book that we can all learn and grow from together. So that was kind of the idea, but we based it, yes, around five rhythms. Do you want us to kind of unpack each rhythm? Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I got to ask. What is the, yeah, what are those yeah. five <laughs> Okay. So- We're not, we don't know. Yeah. It's, you have to get the book. <laughs> no. You can pick it up at any retailer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Obviously, we unpack them a lot more in the book in detail, and there's a lot of practical stuff. The five rhythms are speaking life, serving each other, slowing down, seeking adventure, and staying in awe. Um, and there's so much to each one, um, but we can give a brief overview of each one. So the first one, speaking life, um, they each are so important. But for this one in particular, if I could tell anyone to start anywhere, it would be right here. There is something about this rhythm that shapes the whole tone and culture of our marriage and of our family. You know, when we choose to speak words of life over each other, it literally changes our it changes everything. That was something that we learned super early on in our marriage from our very first mentor couple that ended up doing our premarital counseling. And then they were the ones who married us and they've stayed in our lives throughout the 17 years. But that was the first piece of advice they gave us. And it was the first thing that we really noticed about them and and something that was true of their marriage that made it so strong was just this 
base level respect that they had for each other. And it came across in the way that they talked about each other and towards each other. You know, we've all been around couples where somebody is using their their spouse as the butt of the joke or listen to what she did last week. And you just watch the other person's face drop, you know, like we've all kind of experienced that and it just doesn't feel good, right? Because we're supposed to have in the healthiest versions of our marriages, there's supposed to be this level of respect for the other that comes across. So they really taught us this idea of every day you have the choice to either see the good and speak it out loud and make much of it, or there's always bad that you can you can notice as well and you can point that out. But what you what you create, the culture you create, when you notice you're always noticing um, those critical negative things is so different than the culture we create when we are actively seeking to notice and name out loud the positive things that we see in each other. And it's just a game changer. Yeah. So that's just one nugget. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. We, we love that rhythm. You know, for us, one of the things that we can unpack all of them, Alicia, whatever you want to do. But, you know, for us, it's one of these things that we just, when you ask someone the question, you know, when it comes to your marriage, are you in rhythm or out of rhythm? Generally speaking, everyone can come to the front, forefront of their mind, the thing that's probably out of rhythm. But also if they take a minute, they can also think about that thing that is also in rhythm. Hey, you know, we're doing a good job with budgeting. We're doing a good job with our parenting. You know, maybe our communication can be better. But And I think we're just trying to help them with these five rhythms to give them a framework, to give everyone a framework to go, hey, let's not point fingers, hey, you're this or you're that. We can say, hey, we're out of rhythm in this area of our life. And if you practice these five rhythms that we're talking about, and all these, obviously, trust Jesus and lean into him, you can see some pretty amazing fruit in your life. And so that that's where the crux of all this came. But she just unpacked uh, one of our favorites. I mean, they're all I, I don't know, like kids, you know, how do you have your fa- how do you have your favorite rhythms? But but yeah, that's 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 the rhythm of us. I love that. Yeah, you don't. I love what you said. Number one, starting speaking well. Um, yeah, and that's so true. It's like the Bible says that we have the power in the tongue, like how much life and death is in it, you know. So sure. that's so good. Um, I love, you guys have five kids together. You just mentioned your five <laughs> rhythms. You have five kids. So yes, we do. Guys, yeah, that number five. Um, so I'm thinking that's going to trigger something for people when they hear five and that you guys have five kids on top of a podcast and have written a book and probably so many other things. Just kind of shifting into that direction really quick. Um, as far as parenting goes, how did your guys' pursuit of each other change as your family grew? So how did those rhythms, did they just kind of shift with that as you guys grew your family or how did that um, come into play or practice as your family grew? Ultimately, as you have a kid, the, the greatest thing is if you're Leaning in with each other and you're leaning in with Jesus, you, yeah. you realize that you've got to grow and you got to change, especially when a kid comes around. Because it's like, you know, when you're by yourself, you're really selfish. You get married, <laughs> like you're you're less selfish, but you're probably still pretty selfish. But when this person shows up that goes, I can't move. I can't change my diet. I can't eat without you two people. It, it In essence, it forces you to go, okay, how can I die to myself some more? How can I serve this person next to me, especially for me, who just pushed out a human being, who grew a human being for nine months, birthed a human being, and now is the life source of this. It's like, okay, um, Mm -hmm. what can I do to come alongside and support her? I don't know how anybody does it, or especially if anybody has five kids and they don't have Jesus, I'm I'm confused (laughs) because having God at the center of everything 
to humble you, to grow you, to show that he is your provider. He's the one that's going to guide you in the hard seasons or the tough times with kids or marriage or whatever. Um, that's one of the biggest things. And I think so just growing in humility, growing in the ability to have communication, open up with each other and go, hey, you know, we're not going to lose ourselves because we're going to lose our marriage. This thing, it started with us. It's going to end with us. Mm -hmm. They're going to move off into the world. And so we have tried as best as we possibly can to continue to model for our children what it means to love each other in front of them and let them know that, hey, look, mom and dad love you. But we are we were here first <laughs> and we will be here after you. Yes. And so uh, this is an important thing to us. So they don't rule mm -hmm. the roost. We love them. We take care of them. We feed them. We make sure they have a roof <laughs> over the head. We, we you know, we, we pray for them and all the things. Mm -hmm. But for us, I think as the years have gone by, you know, there are some seasons that are that are trying. Like, oh, man, we're busy. We have a young kid. We need to try and figure out how to this rhythm is off a little bit. And then just a matter of getting together and going, okay, how do we fix this? It's been a, a week or a month or whatever. Let's not yeah. get too far down the line where it's years and we haven't had this conversation. So I think it's just a, it's a journey and it's an, you begin to trust each other more and understand each other and what they need because you've just been together for so long and, you know, kids are changing and you have to, if you, if you lock arms and do it together, it makes life a whole lot yeah. easier or fun, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, as you said that, Hey, Jesus is the answer for all. You're like, how do you do it without him? Amen. Because I'm like, I don't even know. I don't, I'm not even married. So people assume I'm married, but I'm not because I have this marriage podcast, but I'm not even there yet. So I'm like the selfish, selfish still. <laughs> <laughs> not I, you. I, we just keep yeah, it Yeah, it's the else. other single people that are super <laughs> selfish. What do you mean? You can be totally selfish. It's I'm like, I think I need a kid here soon. I need, so, I need someone to be held accountable to because I totally get it. And I see my friends doing that. They're moving into that stage and it's just sweet to watch. So, um, mm -hmm. Jesus, he's at the center of it all. He helps you. Why have you guys found or what, what would you encourage a couple who's thinking, okay, all that sounds great. I love that you have the five rhythms because then you can hold your marriage up to that and kind of see what area you're maybe lacking in and come back together and work on that one area or two or however many, mm -hmm. but why is it so important also to ground any marital advice you give in scriptural truth? Have yeah, to share. I you know, I was going to, I was thinking when Chris was talking about that, you know, to your, to your question, one of the things that has definitely kept us growing closer to each other is staying in the word, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, it's, it's a different season depending, um, depending on what's going on in our lives, but it's either early in the morning or um, late at night after the kids are tucked in bed, but we will always have a point in the day where we connect. We talk about what God is doing in our hearts. We lean into each other's hearts and say, you know, what's God showing you? How can I pray for you? And just kind of talk through um, the the growth that God's doing in our own lives, because without that, we really drift from each other. You mm -hmm. know, we were talking to a mentor couple just yesterday about they've been married almost fifty years, so we're we're constantly trying to learn from these couples that have gone before us and are still going strong after you know so many years together. But one that one of the things that struck us about them was not only their love for each other, but their love for God that has grown over the decades. And that's what we want. You know, we want to grow in our love for each other, but we want to grow in our love for God first, um, because that is directly impacts our relationship with each other and gives us the ability to love each other well. So um, that's constantly something that we're trying to spur each other on in. Um, I'm going to check with them every week. Um, 
on what what he's doing, what he's reading uh, in God's word, what he's learning, what God's doing in his heart, and not as like a you know a robotic thing, but just because I care, because I know that that's the center of our life together. And if that's not strong, then we're not going to be strong as a couple. So. Well, sometimes it's a good barometer. If you're, if there's like, if there's, if you're stressed and you see your spouse and maybe, maybe you're not speaking life, (laughs) you can be like, Hey, just a quick question for you. How how is your Bible reading been going? You've been in the prayer. Oh, yes. Yes. There are definitely moments where like, Hey, you think you want to go read your Bible for a little bit? (laughs) Did you forget your quiet time this morning? Right. Yeah. Like subtly throw it on the counter. Subtly or not subtly, or not subtly, subtly, just be like, hey, go shut the door. I need you to go read your Bible. (laughs) I need you to go do a walk and do some praying and read your Bible. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, dump it down in front. I think you need this today. Yeah. It's true, though. You can totally tell where our hearts are at when those little human tendencies or sin just kind of flares up. We can see it. And like you said, a good barometer for that. Um, off that, you guys were talking about, again, the mentor couples, what would you say, or how did you meet them? Did you guys pursue them and ask them to be your mentors? If someone's listening and saying, oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. But how did, how did you guys meet or get connected? I'm sure it was in church, but I don't know. I, so let me ask you and let you answer. So how did you guys get connected to those mentor couples over the years? You know, it's been such a gift. Um, and I think that no matter what season you're in, wherever you are, there are couples around you who are doing it well, who've been married longer than you. You just have to have eyes to see it, really. And so I think whatever you lack, pray for it. You know, that's what the Bible says. And so if you're wanting that, um, a great place to start is to ask God to bring those couples across your path. You know, they've come in all different seasons, in all different ways for us. You know, the the very first mentor couple that we had that I mentioned at the beginning, I grew up with these people. They were my pastors growing up and they were that couple for me as a child that I looked up to that I remember noticing wow, they are so in love with each other. And to look around as a kid and see adults who were clearly in love with each other as a married couple, it just made an impact on me. And I I, ma- I kept making these mental notes like someday that's the kind of marriage I want. And God was so faithful to keep bringing couples like that across my path. And then when Chris and I got engaged, I was so grateful they were still in my life and I could reach out to them and say, hey, we love you guys. We have a desire to love God and to do this thing well. Can we sit with you? Can we learn from you? Can we ask you questions? And they were so gracious to invite us into their home for a weekend. We did that a couple times where we just came and sat at their feet and they just poured out their wisdom for us. Um, so I think it begins with prayer and then just being you know, courageous enough to ask. I think most couples who love each other and love God, if, if a young couple comes to them and says, hey, I want to learn from you because I want to do this well, they're going to say yes. They're going to want to you know, pour into that relationship. Yeah. I think the conversation went more like, hey guys, I met this really cute dude and he needs a lot of work. So can you, <laughs> no. can you, can you please, please help this guy? Because you know, Jenny was definitely more buttoned up as a human than, than me when we were dating. But all that to say is, you know, I think there's in a world we live in with technology and 
there's so much, you know, information and content out there. Some that's bad, some that's good. You know, you, you can just roll through iTunes and see a bunch of marriage podcasts in the religion yeah. section. And obviously that doesn't mean that they, that that's who you need to, but you can go and go, okay, these people speak, I understand their language. So there's some ways to find indirect mentors as opposed, as well as I guess, direct mentors. And so every, every process is going to be, you know, you look around your world, like Jenny said, who do you have in your world? Who can you kind of watch and listen to online? That's like free advice, you know, and, and just try and glean as much info as you can. And then, you know, obviously just pray and submit to God compared to the word. What are they saying? Is it line up with scriptures? Wow. And uh, it's a fun journey to do together because hopefully the person that you make your forever, you know, partner, husband, wife is, has got people in their life that they can look up to. If not, then, you know, take it one at a time and you just find one, you read, read the right books, ask the right questions, seek, seek the Lord and, and he'll bring the right people. And you just ask him for those mentors. If that's something you desire, you know, he gives us desires of our heart and that's a good thing to desire. But I think you're right. It's so important. You, you have to have those couples around you that you admire, that inspire you, and that kind of like keep that hope alive for you that of what is possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important. Yeah. And as you were saying that, I'm thinking, gosh, that is really the heartbeat of like why I started this podcast. I'm sure why you guys have your interviews and podcasts and to just bring people and couples on and have this serve as a resource even for people. So I'm thinking, hey, Chris and Jenny, you guys can be someone's <laughs> online mentors. <laughs> like they're going to listen to you and glean from what you're sharing your wisdom. And if you could just give one piece of advice to someone who might be listening or who would listen, um, what would that be to who are desiring that? So if they're listening, you guys are their mentors now. They're listening in on your conversation. I know you've already shared so many tidbits, but if there was just one critical piece of advice, what would that be to start? Is this for a couple or for a single person? Um, how about a couple? <laughs> first and then I think yeah, it's just buy the book you just yeah. buy if you buy no. the book it's the, <laughs> just, sorry that's my job sorry okay no we'll, I'm okay. Here to it. they will we'll though see. they're gonna hear yeah. you guys love you guys and say we got to get it and that's so it. for a, a couple like a young couple getting married or yeah or just you know I'm thinking of the person that is married seven years in and they're thinking, gosh, like I am tired or we're stuck in a rut or mm. this sounds amazing. And I would love to have a thriving marriage. Yeah. I, I mean, that is a big reason, honestly, why we wrote this book. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was, we started it a long time ago, actually, yeah. because it takes a long time um, to write a book and then get it out there into the world. So it feels like we've been writing this for a long time. And we have five kids. And we have five kids. So, so it takes us a little bit kids. longer. Um, but yeah, we've all had those seasons and we certainly have had those seasons where we feel like there's so much going on in our life um, with our five kids and all their activities, all of our activities, that if we're not intentional with the things that we say yes to and, and bring into our lives, we can just become ships passing in the night or more, you know, more accurately, it's like cars passing in the street to take our kids to whatever activity they have going on. Um, and that's not what we want. We, you know, that's not what we signed up for when we said yes to each other. We signed up for a life um, that was done together and we, we actually enjoy each other. <laughs> so we hate it when we're True. in those, you know, busy seasons where we can't spend time together like we would like to. So it takes a lot of intentionality. And so I would say to anybody who's kind of in a season like that, where they're like, 
what is going on? You know, we're, we're either stuck in a rut or we feel like our life is just kind of drifting along with the current of the world around us and we need some ways to be intentional. I would say it all starts with a conversation, you know, like sit down with your spouse, talk about the future you that you want to become, talk about that, um, those rhythms that are shaping you to become a kind of couple. Are, are you headed the direction that you want to head? Um, where are those rhythms taking you? And I think it, it just starts with asking those questions. Find out the vision that your spouse has for your marriage. Talk about your own. And it's it's really important to be on the same page because I think a lot of our frustrations with each other come from mismatched desires. So if I don't know what a great marriage looks like in Chris's eyes, I just have my own picture of it, then I don't know why he's frustrated if I'm going <laughs> this way and he's headed this way. But if I can know, okay, this is what a great marriage looks like to him and he knows, okay, this is her dream for our life together and we can consider each other's rhythms, then we can actually create a life that we both long for and that we both dream of together. Amen. <laughs> I, was, I love it. Yeah. That was good. What advice would you give to a younger couple? Oh gosh, I don't know. I I would speak to that husband. Mm, yeah, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Chill out, bro. <laughs> I, think it, bro. <laughs> I think it's you know again. I mean, I alluded to it earlier. You just you come into a thing with a vision, and you think it's going to be one thing, and then life happens, and you realize that. Hopefully, you realize that. <laughs> There's a lot of work that needs to be done in you. You know, a lot of people will go like, man, if she would only do this or she would only do that. If you just say like, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let me hold a mirror, look at myself and go, where can I become more humble? Where do I need to spend more time? How can I serve? You know, this idea of these rhythms. I think if I was going to say anything, I would say, hey, look, learn how to speak life to your bride. She will come alive when you say that. Learn how to slow down and and really spend time together. The life is busy, but if we can just slow down and then serve. I mean, anytime you posture yourself as a servant to somebody else, it's really hard to get in a fight with a person who's been serving you, mm -hmm. you know, who's like, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. I took care of the kids. I cleaned the whatever, whatever the service looks like, you know, and then, and then the last two, it's just like, look, you got to seek adventure. If, if you can, if you can tap into that thing that when you were young and you were wild and you were free and you guys <laughs> did it together, if you can continue the adventure and seek adventure together. I think great things could happen. And ultimately, like, look, you were, you, you had the most awe of your life on your wedding day. You were in awe of that person that they would say yes to you. They would stand in front of their friends and their family and God and say, yes, they want to spend the rest of their life with you. If you can capture that awe and realize that truly, honestly, I know for some, it may be hard to believe, but that is only the beginning of all. I mean, I think about 17 years with this beautiful woman right here who has birthed five of my children. We've, <laughs> we've crossed multiple states together in various different roles and positions. She's been along for the adventure. And, and every day she walks on the stairs, I'm in awe that she chose me again today to say yes to me, to love me with all of my stuff, with all of my failings. And so if I continue to be in awe of her and ultimately in awe of what God has created in my life, and it's not about me, I take my eyes off myself, humility continues to be the guide. 
I think if any young dude would follow those things, so be much further along and not be nearly as hard headed as I, I was to, <laughs> to learn all these things. So anyway, I mean, that's the idea, you know, that if I would yeah. sitting across from a dude, I would just say, Hey, look, man, like you don't have to go, you know, make rockets to become the, you have the best marriage be a rocket scientist. You just, just have to stay with the Lord, be humble and just follow these five rhythms and you'll be amazed at what will happen in your life. That was perfect segue. Where can readers find this book? How can they connect with you guys and just dive into it even deeper? Yeah, I mean, the book's everywhere. Anywhere you books, it's out there. But uh, you can come to therhythmofus.com. You can check out the podcast. It's also the same name, Rhythm of Us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. You know, we've got some free gifts and downloads we'd love to give you. So you can just head over to therhythmofus.com, see some blogs, see the podcast. And ultimately, um, look, at the end of the day, we're doing this to serve folks. Those, particularly those who are in that seven-year spot that you talked about, they're going, okay, how do we get back in rhythm? This Now we're in real life. We've got a kid. We've got two kids. We've got jobs. We've got all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, all right, let's let's just, where are we in rhythm? Where are we out of rhythm? And let's, let's find a way to get back in rhythm. So if you head to therhythmofus.com, we'll be hanging out there. Come find us. Come say hi. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. You did that perfectly. In a beautiful nutshell. I think everyone's going to get the tidbits they need, and then also just give them a little bit to want to read more. I know I do. I'm going to go get your book. I hadn't gotten a chance to do that yet. (laughs) I would love to read all of it. So thank you guys so much for your time and just spending the last half hour unpacking that all for us. Absolutely. Thank you for all you're doing to serve couples. This is such a needed needed, um, podcast. So thank you for your work. Oh, yes, of course. I'm happy to do it. Thank you guys again. Be sure to follow on Instagram at The Marriage Project Co. Or check out the website www.themarriageproject.co to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony. And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.